0: health insurance. Do you have enough or
1: do you have too much? Welcome to the Access Health Radio show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest and this week we will be talking about health insurance and what amount you need on Access Health
0: Radio. He is board certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today here on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest, a all these regulations for health insurance and with cost for coverage increasing so much over the last few years, lots of people are confused and wondering what they should or should not do as it relates to their health coverage. Now, you as a medical professional, you've seen all this evolve over the last few years. What information should our listeners have about health insurance and especially now in the era of the health care exchanges?
1: Okay, well, first, let me say that I'm not an insurance agent or broker. And, uh, you know, I can only give my perspective and opinion as a physician that has seen the experience of thousands of patients over the years. Uh, Second, I think it's really important to make clear that most people need some type of coverage for health expenses that are catastrophic and could bankrupt them, even if they, you know, uh, didn't have a health plan or some type of insurance. So having said that, though, there's a lot of confusion about what people are required to have, how much it should cost them, and what really makes the most sense for them financially. So today we're going to talk about some of the options available for people and how they can get affordable coverage that meets, meets the requirements of uh, some of the newer regulations and without, without having to break the bank. So specifically, we're going to compare some commercial health insurance plans, Medicare plans some of the exchange plans, and then what what they call health cost-sharing plans. So, Dr. Forrest, what are some
0: examples of people having too little insurance or maybe even too much?
1: Well, some people will assume that the best insurance plans are the ones that make it so they never have to pay out-of-pocket for anything health-related. But if the health insurance plans were all totally free... Uh, that would be fine. That would be the case. However, plans that make it so you never have to pay anything out of pocket when you actually receive care are usually very expensive and cost you much more over the long term than something that covers your bigger expenses while letting you, you know, pay for yourself for the smaller ones. For example, let's say that your health plan makes flu shots totally free. Well, that saves you about $25 or so per year over if you had to pay for it yourself. However, the monthly insurance premium cost to make those flu shots free might be as much as $100 a month or more. So if you're spending $100 more per month or $1,200 more per year to get a $30 free shot, you've really wasted over $1,100. Another way to look at it is to compare health insurance to car insurance. So, you know, car insurance is required by law, but most plans do not cover tires. They don't cover oil changes. They don't cover windshield wipers. Those are things generally – people are expected to pay for themselves. And even those with good car insurance, the best car insurance still have to pay for their own oil changes. Uh, It's not covered by their insurance. So if your car insurance did cover those things, the amount of the premium you paid per month would have to be much more than the actual cost to cover the overhead of processing those claims. It might double the cost of your car insurance each year. And what, covered, what it covered would be much less than the annual cost increase. So when people select health insurance that has the lowest monthly cost possible, that allows them to pay cash for routine health expenses but covers them if something really expensive happens like going into the hospital. Um, that's probably the right amount of coverage, something where, you know, if it's affordable enough that you can, you can come up with the cash yourself, uh, then you pay for it. But if it's expensive enough that you can't cover it, your insurance covers it, that's probably the right balance. Another way to look at it is if you had a health expense, could you afford to pay for it yourself without having to go deeply into debt or going bankrupt? So most people, for example, would say they could afford an annual physical. They could afford to just buy a flu shot. And they also would say they could actually afford just primary care visits out of pocket without having to use insurance. On the other hand, most people can't afford to be in the hospital for a week without having to take out a loan or going into debt somehow to pay the bills. So the ideal plan for most people is one that allows them to pay cash for services they can't afford, uh, which also we've talked about on other shows, results in better prices. A lot of times when you pay cash and you're not putting something through insurance, you actually get a significant discount anyway. Um, And then they should have a health plan that makes sure if something really expensive happens, that they couldn't afford to pay for out-of-pocket, that it'll take care of the majority of that large expense or bill. Uh, So after the break, we're going to discuss some options that work for different types of people. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Time now for the Access Health Tip of the Week. We'd like to thank WeCare for sponsoring our Tip of the Week. Uh, WeCare Pharmacy of Apex. They provide great service, unmatched low prices, and even local free delivery. Their number is 919-629-6010. And you can send them an email at rph at com. So our tip of the week this week has to do with uh, healthcare sharing plans. Uh, You know, in the ACA, or what people sometimes call Obamacare, these plans actually received a waiver so that people that had those plans did not have to pay the tax penalty, even if they did not get regular insurance. Now, things have changed now that the individual mandate doesn't apply anymore. So people aren't going to be penalized now if they don't have something that's considered regular insurance. Uh, but some of these plans are Christian sharing ministries like MetaShare, Samaritan, and Liberty Share, uh, and these plans allow people to literally have their medical bills paid by others enrolled in the plan without having an insurance company being involved at all. It's sort of like the way it was meant to be, you know, a long time ago, where uh, Ben Franklin came up with fire insurance and he said, "Look, all of us in the town, we're all going to pay this amount per year, and when lightning strikes one of our houses and burns it down, we're going to all." pay we're going to share uh, and pay to to build a new house and that's the way that insurance was was originally intended so i really like that the sharing plans kind of work that way it's everybody putting money into a, a fund so that when something bad happens to one of those folks it will it will you know help them not have a financial disaster Um, This is actually a type of health plan that I've typically had um, and my office staff as well. So there are some corporate plans and some employer plans that are available that are sharing plans that work in the same way. um, And the cost is much, much lower. Uh, for example, you know we've been helping some employers around the country who've been looking for ways to decrease their health care costs, and when they go with a corporate um, health share plan for their members or their employees, a lot of times they can cut their um, health care expenses for their employees in half. While actually making the employees' out-of-pocket co- costs go down significantly, so uh, just something to look at. These these plans are, are really good, uh, and even in the you know after we've gotten rid of the mandate with the ACA, a lot of times the, the premiums or what they call the, the monthly sharing amount is much less than a typical insurance premium. All right, thanks, Doctor Forrest.
0: Straight ahead, we're going to talk about some of the different types of insurance and which one might save you the most money on your health care. Also, Dr. Forrest will have our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking insurance today. Dr. Forrest, I'm sure that's going to bring up a lot of questions in folks' minds. If they want to follow up after the program today, want more information, uh, how can they go about getting in touch with you?
1: Well, if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their questions answered on the show, uh, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. Uh, they can also send an email to accesshealthradio at gmail dot com. Uh, And that's typically how we get some of our mailbag questions and that type thing. So if you want it answered on air or something that maybe you heard on another show you had a question about, we may just respond to that, uh, you know, separately. Um, But if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, uh, they can go to acchealth.com, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or call us at 919-363-0190. And after the show, if you missed part of the show and you want to go back and hear that, uh, or if you have friends or family members that you want to be able to hear the broadcast, you can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com. And we also have links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. We're talking insurance today. Do you have
0: enough or do you have too much? So Dr. Forrest, tell us about how folks can find out if they're actually paying too much for their health coverage.
1: Well, first, if your insurance cost is totally free for you, you know, let's say that you have an employer that covers 100% of the premium or due to you being fully subsidized by one of the exchange plans so that your coverage is free, then that option is definitely going to be the least expensive for you. Uh, Maybe not to your employer or to the taxpayer, but for you that's definitely going to be the best deal. However, if you pay part or all of your health plan premium, then generally you will know uh, it is costing too much if when you have a health expense, it costs you almost nothing. So let me say that again. If when you actually use your insurance, you have to pay almost nothing for health care, then likely you're paying way too much in monthly premiums and actually losing thousands of dollars per year. Uh, for example, let's say that the insurance plan A makes office visits with your primary care physician uh, free. Uh, or a very, very low copay, and it costs $500 a month. And then let's say that insurance plan B only costs $150 per month, but when you go for office visits or flu shots, you have to pay for them yourself. Well, the cash cost for a flu shot in the office will be about $30, and somebody could come into our office for five visits per year, get EKGs, lab tests, cholesterol, hemoglobin A1Cs, cryosurgery, skin biopsies, a complete physical pap smear stitches, an air cast, and four visits with a nutritionist for less than two months of insurance premium with the more expensive plan. So we could even do ultrasounds of their heart, scan their carotid arteries in their neck, and do an abdominal ultrasound to look for aneurysms. And the total cost for all of that cash would still be less than two months of the the higher plans premium. So as a side-by-side comparison with that insurance plan that makes office visits free and a low copay, you would have spent a little over $6,000 per year. With the plan with the premium of only $150 a month, the whole year would have cost only about $2,800. So When you look at the overall how much you spend per year, it's actually more than twice as expensive out of pocket to have the plan that covers office visits and flu shots versus the less expensive one. And some people might say, well, what if you go in the hospital or need an expensive specialist? Well, at that point, you're going to have met your deductible on either plan, and both are going to be covering those expensive costs at about the same level. Now, you talked about deductibles right there. A lot
0: of folks are concerned confused about deductibles and what type they should have.
1: Can you go into a little more detail about that? Well, deductibles can be confusing. And with the health share plans, they're actually called individual unshared amounts or IUAs, but it's basically the same thing as a deductible. So essentially what a deductible is, is this, Uh, until your medical expenses that you've paid for out of pocket for the year are more than the deductible, insurance doesn't pay for anything. So you have to pay for everything out of pocket. Um, most insurance plans are moving to higher deductibles, which means you're responsible for the first, you know, $1,000 of health expenses yourself each year at least. And a lot of the plans now have $6,000 deductibles. So you're actually responsible for the first $6,000 out of pocket Uh, before the insurance kicks in. So higher deductible plans are actually the most cost effective for most people. Um, Again, let's say somebody has an insurance plan that has a $1,000 deductible, and somebody else has one with a $2,500 deductible. Well, some people might assume that the one with the lower deductible is better because they won't have to pay much of anything over $1,000. The problem is this, that the plan that might be $250 more per month. So after a year, you've paid $3,000 in extra premium, and it would have only saved you $1,500 that year in out-of-pocket expenses if you'd had expenses that were more than $1,000. So think about that. You would have spent $3,000 extra to save $1,500. That's a losing game. Um also that's the best case scenario. If your out of pocket health cost ended up being $1000 or less for the year, then you would have actually wasted the entire $3000. So the way to determine what might be the best deductible for you is this. In a given year, what amount of what amount of health bills would literally cause you to have to take out a loan or make it so you went bankrupt. If you could afford $2500 per year in health costs without it causing you not to be able to pay your other bills, then a deductible that's that amount is fine. However, if anything over $1,000 in healthcare cost is going to make it so you'd have to take out a loan to pay it, then that's the deductible you need. So it's really important to note that people do not have to meet their deductible in order to get preventative care. So the deductible doesn't really apply for things like mammograms and physicals and colonoscopies. So usually screening services, uh, your deductible isn't needed to be met before you get those covered 100%.
0: This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking insurance today. Dr. Forrest, um, let's talk about HSAs for a minute. A lot of those higher deductible plans come with an HSA. Can you explain what these accounts are and how they can really cut down
1: on listeners' health care costs? Well, HSA stands for Health Care Savings Account, and these allow money to be put away tax-free into an account that can then grow tax-free and then be spent for health care without paying taxes. So we call that triple tax advantage. And these are allowed by law with the higher deductible plans and allow you to pay for routine care that most people need without having to meet their deductible or bill the insurance. They can be used for preventative care and other types of health services. Uh, I recently used mine to pay for some expensive dental bills, and it helped a lot because it was not money that came out of my regular budget. In fact, the money in this account I used was put there by an employer. So sometimes when companies get high deductible plans for their employees, they will save enough on premiums that they take some of the money they save on premiums and put it into these HSA accounts. You're also allowed to contribute tax-free yourself And what's nice is that the HSA funds mean that even though you might not have met your deductible, you're not having to use your credit card or checking account to pay the bill. And HSAs are a great way for people to pay for their lower health care cost needs. And more recently, you know, nationally, uh, they're looking legislatively at making it so HSAs can literally be be used first dollar to pay for direct primary care, which, you know, is a practice model I'm in that we talk about a lot. And up to this point, you couldn't really use your HSA to pay for DPC memberships. Uh, But there is uh, currently a bill that has passed, you know, ways and means uh, in the House. And hopefully at some point it will move along that would make it so that it's called uh, H.R. 3708, I believe. Uh, And that would make it so that you could use HSA money and then basically all your primary care would be uh, totally free. And you wouldn't have to pay with a check. You wouldn't have to pay, you know, with a copay. Uh, or anything else. It would just be your HSA money would pay for your membership. And then when you went into the office, it would essentially be free.
0: Dr. Forrest, what are some other examples of types of health
1: insurance? Well, there's commercial insurance. Those are plans like you know Blue Cross Blue Shield, United, Cigna, Humana, and those plans are run by corporations that have to make enough money to pay their administrators and executives, on top of paying claims for their overhead. Um, usually, these are going to be the most expensive type of plans for individuals. Uh, many employers pay part of the premium that reduces cost to employees. Uh, but with commercial insurance, you can have HMOs or PPOs, and that can restrict where you can receive your health care, which doctors or hospitals. Uh, Medicare is also you can kind of think of it as a type of insurance. Medicare Part A is free for people once they turn 50, uh, 65, and it covers the most expensive part of medical care. You know what you have done in the hospital. Uh, But many people don't know that Medicare Part B, which actually covers doctors' bills and specialists and things outside of the hospital, is actually something they have to pay a premium for. They normally take it out of your Social Security check. If you haven't retired yet, it's usually around $150 a month. Uh, And it's optional to take Part B. Uh, So you can save that money every month, which comes out to about $1,800 a year. Uh, But if you do decide to take it later, there's usually a penalty, which means you pay a little more for it later. Uh, But if you've saved, you know, over 10 years, you might save $20,000 by not having Part B. And if you were somebody who wasn't seeing a specialist a lot, you know, you didn't have a lot of outpatient cost, that actually might make it worth it uh, to just take Part A, which is free. Um, The other thing is uh, supplements. Supplements most people don't need. Uh, There's commercials all the time. You know, when there's a commercial for something, that means people are making a lot on it. So most supplements people don't need, and it's not something you would want to pay extra for. We're going to have our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Stay tuned.
0: All right, Dr. Forrest, time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week.
1: Well, guess who came up with the first real insurance plan in the United States? It was actually good old Benjamin Franklin. House fires due to lightning were a big problem back then. If your house was struck by lightning and caught on fire, it generally would burn to the ground. So Benjamin Franklin, being the problem solver that he was, came up with the idea that he invented the lightning rod to divert lightning away from the houses, and then he established the first fire department, and lastly created an account everybody in Philadelphia paid into so that when one of those houses burnt down, they could use it to rebuild that person's house. And that wraps up our show for today. Our scripture this week comes from Philippians one twenty. I eagerly expect and hope that I will be in no way shamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether my life or death. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.